When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi. Hello, Elsie. What's up, yo? What's up? So rarely do we do it at the same time. Oh, my God. So rarely. That never happens. Never, ever early? in the world. It's early in the world? What's it's happening? never, never in the world. Never, ever in the world. So how is everything? Eh. How are you doing today? You know, it could be better. Just, you know, this and that. that could be this. better, this and that. But I would actually rather think of the future. How about that? Should we think of the future? I think that would be better. Um, rather than talk about what's happening this week. Did you know yeah. that some kind of like crazy stuff is happening astrologically where Tuesday and Wednesday, you're not supposed to have any kind of like emotional interactions with anyone, which it happens to be Wednesday when we record. But like you're not supposed to have any kind of like, in other words, like whatever you're feeling, you're supposed to keep your mouth shut. Wait, because every Tuesday yeah. and Wednesday or this? No, Tuesday not every. No, not every Tuesday. That would just be a lot to ask of people. <laughs> no, just this Tuesday and Wednesday. Hold on. I will read it to you. Weekly horoscope. Mars gets intense. Um, say it again with feeling. All week long, mouthy Mercury will get a nudge from assertive Mars as the two planets row together through cancer-sensitive waters. The current will be strong on the emotion ocean, for better or worse. And so hmm. then it says, Tuesday and Wednesday should be off-limits for touchy topics. Big Mouth Jupiter clashes on Mercury, clashes with Mercury Tuesday, and feisty Mars joining their cosmic confab the next day, pushing buried anger to the surface. Hmm. And then Sunday, volcanic Pluto opposes <gasps> Mars. Oh my god! So I don't know what any of those planets mean necessarily, but when I read stuff like that, I'm just like, just hide me in the bed until it's over, because I just know that even if I'm not the one that's being sensitive, I will inevitably set someone else off, because that's mm. my role in the cosmic universe, is to set off other people, <laughs> since I have no emotions of my own. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know? Well, that Which I don't, be- I don't know. That have I set ex- you off yet already today? Probably. I you have not set me off now. now. I'm in a very sort of emotional state, but You're it's in a sort way. of like I'm in a I'm in a sort of fluctuation type, very emotional state where I'm not sure, like a powerless You're sort of technical I don't know difficulties. Yeah. Yeah. Transportation. And again, it's so weird. It's ex- yeah. Anyway, but but you know what? I'd rather not talk about it because if there was something that I can ask for or maybe something that could benefit anybody from discussion, but I don't think it is, you know, it's a, it's a little bit too, too much like, uh, yeah, it won't really solve any problems to talk about it, sort of. No, but just think- so we're not too vague, I would just like to say, Elsie, it's as if Elsie is trying to get out of the country, but she's just having like passport and paperwork issues. Yeah. Does that sound like about that. right? Like you're just having yeah. things that are, you know, delaying your plans and it's annoying. That's just annoying when that happens. Yeah. And it's sort of like we're in a very powerless situation as a family at this moment. And it's never a fun place to be where you, you don't have the, um, you know, there's things in the way sort of. So, 
But anyway, I mean, I'm sure yeah. we'll all deal with that as it happens and we'll move from that. But we, I, that's why I was thinking, I'm like, might as well talk about something that's happening in the future because we have podcast movement coming up very fast. Very We do. Here, right? And yes. um, we very have had exciting. some of our ladies share some of the stuff that they're going to be doing over at Podcast Movement. And here's the thing, guys. I know that there's going to be a few of you that are very excited already at attending Podcast Movement, and there's so much that um, it's sort of overwhelming sometimes. It's like you're so excited, and the first question you get is like, what am I going to do? What should I do? What should I attend? And I think those questions are the hardest to solve, especially when you don't really know some people that are going to be presenting, or you have only heard of like the bigger names, and they... Truth be told, people, the big names are actually some of the ones that don't bring as much to the table, really, because they haven't, I guess, gone through the growing process in the same way that some of the other ones of us have in some way. There were no mm-hmm. existing platforms or trying on new things. So we are going to be highlighting a couple of women coming up here, uh, Michelle Jackson and Addie Saucedo, who are going to be letting us know about their podcast movement sessions. You said that so eloquently. And <laughs> so that's that so cool. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm about, man. Eloquence. Uh, so that you guys can make it. a decision and get to know the ladies. So let's go ahead and hear from Michelle and then right into Addie. Hi, my name is Michelle Jackson, and I am the host of the podcast Girl Gone Frugal again. I am really excited because I put together a panel of amazing people to talk about the following topic, how to monetize your podcast with blogger skills. Joining me will be the following amazing panelists. Elle Martinez from Couple Money, Nick Loper from Side Hustle Nation, and Ryan Gray from Medical School HQ. Please join us on Wednesday at 2 p.m. We will share what we've learned from blogging, how we're applying that knowledge towards um, monetizing our podcasts. And we think it'll be a, a really fun and engaging panel. Look forward to seeing you there. And please do say hi to me when you're in Anaheim. Hi, She Podcasters. This is Addie Saucedo from thepodcastplanner.com inviting you to come join me for two sessions that I'll be part of at Podcast Movement. First one is on August 23rd at 11 a.m. with Ray Ortega, Daniel J. Lewis, and Dave Jackson. We'll have a roundtable discussion about what's inside a podcast RSS feed. This is very important when a couple changes are coming this fall. Then on August 24th at 10 a.m., I'll be leading a roundtable discussion on podcast creation and recording. Hope to see you there. Many kudos to Jess, Elsie, and John. John, you got a shout out. I was going to say that. I got a shout out. How about Look that? You, well, you're just you're you're a big part of the show. I'm glad she said that. Oh, people are loving you, getting the kudos, and yeah. So Yay. those seem like really great uh, sessions for you guys to attend to support the ladies in the house, the different types of voices out there. I can't help but be amused that Elsie introduced her as Salcedo, and then she's like, "Hi, this is Addie Salcedo." Well, here's the thing, though. It's like, how is anybody, um, you know, it's like the way that I introduce myself is like Elsie Escobar, because that's the way you sort of say it. Well, how how do you say it? It's Escobar. Oh. That's my name. Elsie Escobar. But I shouldn't. 
But I shouldn't say Escobar. Well, the thing is, it's like nobody really can. That's why I stopped saying my name, my proper Escobar. name. No, my Escobar. my proper name is Escobar. <laughs> Wait, I'm not doing it, am I? No, no, you're not. You're sounding very like I don't know. But my name is Elsie Lee. That's my name. My proper Elsie. name. Like that's how people called me. Like when I was a little kid, my name was Elsie Lee. Elsie Lee. Elsie. See, you said it wrong. That's what I'm saying. It's like El- you said the Elsie put- Lee. Elsie Lee. That's right. The accent is on Elsie the Lee. Lee. But people here in the United States say Elsie Lee. And I'm not Elsie Lee. That's not my name. My name is Elsie Lee. Lee. And Elsie. so I just drop the Lee and just do Elsie because it's Elsie easier. Lee. Elsie Lee. No. Elsie Lee Escobar. That's my name. Elsie Lee Escobar. Elsie Lee Escobar. <laughs> <laughs> and this oh, is God. why Addie also says Saucedo. Because <laughs> to be able to say Saucedo, I mean... You know, you'd have to teach so many people more, but it's sort of like who else? I forgot who it was that is that also has to be teaching people how to say their name because it's like it is a full time job. I mean, believe it or not. Yes. Yes. So I have to. I have to tell people how to say my name all the time. Me too. I always mess it up. I mess it up too. So I understand how hard it is. And so it's sort of like I said it because I didn't know how she wanted it to be said. Right. Right. She so, probably doesn't right. care. And I just pronounced it because this is what it looks like to me as somebody who speaks Spanish and can pronounce the actual thing. But that's not there's some people like my my tax guy, his name. If you read, read his name, it's George. Right. That's his name. Like if you read his name, it's George. But is it actually Jorge? Yes, it's Jorge. And so he pronounces it like ah. when he introduces himself, he says he says Jorge. And so then I have to say I say Jorge back, which is fine. But if you were going to read it, you would see, you would just say George. So, Jorge. Jorge. Um, I don't say Jorge. <clears throat> all right. So, shall we, shall we just go into some, boob, into some moves, into some news? Are you thinking about boobs today? No, I didn't say boobs. I mean, moves. I said moves, not boobs. Oh, jeez. Moves? Moves. I thought you said moves, like man, man boobs. <laughs> yeah, moves. What no. did you say exactly? I said moves, as in like moves, as in moving your body. As in let's move on yes, from this conversation. That's what I, exactly. That's what I had. So I said, let's, let's move into some news. The please. news you can use. For the informed podcaster, podcasting news. Yeah. This news is brought to you by our patrons. Right? Yes, it is. Those patrons, those patrons that help us patronage. <laughs> They're helping us soldier on by that giving happened. us a little bit of support. If you are not yes. a patron of ours already, please go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash G podcast and consider donating dollar a month, $5 a month, whatever you can afford that will help us do some cool things that we have coming up with She Podcast and also continue to pay our bills, um, you know, the ones that we already have. So She Podcast for the most part is sort of a nonprofit <laughs> and uh, we would like to change that a little bit. So any little bit you can afford if you get value from the show would be helpful. Speaking of that, yes, uh, it being a nonprofit. Dude, a dollar. yeah we got a pitch did you happen to see a pitch from 
There was this kid who's working for P.T. Taylor um, for FinCon, which, by the way, is really cool. FinCon um, is in Texas, I think, this year. And it's always in the fall. And it's basically all financial content creators get together and learn stuff about, like, podcasting and blog and blogging, et cetera. And he reached out to see if she podcasts might be interested in being a sponsor of the event. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, that's adorable. That is adorable. No, they obviously, we, we obviously look the part. So that's good well, for branding. That's good right? for branding. I said, that's, yeah. it's adorable because like, even if, well, let's say we could afford it. Let's just say that she podcast was less of a nonprofit and more of a profit. Right. <laughs> we still wouldn't have much of a, like, Sponsor. I don't have, I don't have a need to sponsor content creating events because we create content like i don't know we're teaching them yeah. to create content i don't know i just didn't make sense to me I yeah guess. that's like, true I you're right i don't think that if that was if we had sponsorship sponsorship opportunities i'm not sure fincon would be not that one not and specific. maybe not even podcast movement like why would i even sponsor and until unless we're supporting podcast movement right i wouldn't necessarily sponsor that either i think that what it would be what what I would like to do is to do like actually a nonprofit um, that was focusing on women's education or in some way like women bloggers, like um, yeah, stuff like that. Women content creators, younger women getting behind the microphone, that kind of stuff. Like I'm super, I would be into that for sure. Yeah, that I would totally get behind. But that's cute. So I know I was like, oh, thanks for thinking of us. No. <laughs> so um, here I, I just put this is a bunch of little bits, bits and pieces of news that we have here. I didn't really focus in on any of the advertising stuff that has been in the space. In all honesty, because it, for me, it's like I don't even know how to describe having to read through all of the advertising stuff makes me fall asleep. It makes me just not want to deal. Like, I can't even deal with it. What are you myself, talking about? But if you want to present. There's like four pages. Are you talking about the podcast advertising info? Yeah. Before we get into the other stuff? Well, if you, right. if you, you can do it if you want. Okay. So the IAB, which stands for Internet Advertising Bureau... It's the IAB podcast ad revenue study, an analysis and an analysis of the largest players in the podcasting industry. So first of all, just starting off, that means not me or us that are listening. <laughs> um, right. The podcast ad revenue study was made possible by the financial support of. So here's who paid for the study. Ready? ACAST, Authentic, Gimlet, How Stuff Works, Market Ingenuity. Midroll, Panoply, Public Media Marketing, and Wondery. So kind of every single network. It's it, it's only important to note that because, I mean, it was a study of their own shows and their own revenue. And most of it applies to my experience, but I just want to put that out there. That, you know, that's who funded the study. So they have a vested interest in making sure that the numbers show good things. Not that they wouldn't, but just, you know, it's kind of interesting when it's like, I don't know, like I'm trying to think, like, you know, there's a study that shows that, you know, butter is good for you, paid for by the Dairy Association. You yeah, know? It's exactly. Like, um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Got it. So, yeah. Okay. 
Basically, the finding is that since 2015, podcast ad revenue has grown 225%. That from the first year, 2015 to 2016, it grew 72%. And it's now set to grow by the end of this year, 85%. So last year, the growth was 119 million. And now it's set to be 220 million. Now that's just for those networks. It could be more than that, but they that's what they're counting. Quarterly, it has grown, yeah, 228% since Q1 of 2015. Um, the largest amount of types of ads the first year were um, what they call baked in ads, which are the ones that are also live reads. So when you hear baked in, it means Elsie and I sort of talking about the thing versus dynamic ad insertion, which is sort of like putting in a commercial. So like the host will say, we'll be back after these messages and then you'll hear someone else's voice. That's a dynamically inserted ad. So the first year, 63% of ads were baked in. And now it looks like only 44% of ads were baked in last year. So I'll be interested to know how many are going to be for 2017. I never have a request for dynamic ad insertion. Almost never. And that's not to say that I don't have access or the ability to do it. But advertisers never ask me for that. So I find it interesting that the networks are doing it now more than they used to. I also find that interesting because that's not a good use of the medium. They're trying to do it because it's easier and because they can sell it for cheaper because the host doesn't have to do anything. But they're going to get not as good results as as a because of that. So that's revenue by delivery mechanism. And now delivery by ad mechanism – so the ad revenue, it still shows, which is proving my point, that in the first year, 63% of the revenue came from host red ads, and last year it was 60%. So it didn't go down that much considering they completely changed how often they were doing it. Does that make sense? Did I present that correctly? Yeah. it's. Um... So in other words, like, so the first year, 63% of all ads were live reads, and 63% of the revenue came in from live reads this year only 44 percent of the ads were live yet 60 percent of the revenue came from that so the, in other words like the four the the other half of the of the 44 percent or this the almost 60 percent that were baked in aren't bringing in diddles that's what i mean if that makes wait the i think that um you might have gotten the wording wrong because he just said the other 60 60- that were baked in, which would probably, which is that right? I thought you meant that those were the ad insertion ones. So in 2016, mm-hmm. there were less host read ads, but they brought in the most revenue. Yes, but those host read ads are the ones that are what you mentioned prior, which are called baked in. Yes. Yes, that's what, those yeah. So we ones. just want, yeah, those are the baked in. So they were smaller, but then. The other ones that were more, which are not the baked in ones, which are the dynamically inserted ads, didn't bring as much money. They brought in only 40% of the revenue, even though 60% of all the ads were dynamic ad insertion. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I mean, at least they're seeing that. Yeah, it is interesting. It it is. The reason that it's also, you know, it makes sense to me 
for some dynamic insertion because like for a podcast like mine, like Elsie's yoga class, one of the first things that I could do actually, because I'm not doing anything for that, is to monetize that via ad insertion, because that's really the only way that I can monetize my back catalog because I'm not producing anything else. And so it's sort of like stagnant um, content, not stagnant because Mm -hmm. people are are still... It's evergreen. It's evergreen. evergreen, That's what I meant. Yeah. Evergreen content, but I'm not going to add to it. So the only way to do it would be through ad insertion, or I would have to, I would have to manually go in there, upload and download all the different you know, it makes no sense. That's like a hundred files that I have up there with classes. So it would absolutely make sense, even if I create the ad, to have it automatically inserted either in, in a pre, you know, pre-roll or post-roll. I wouldn't feel comfortable. Yeah, I mean, it's a good idea because yeah. your your content is evergreen, but the ad isn't. They insert it for a month, get the downloads, and take it out. Like the ad comes right back out, same way it went in. So it's like you could offer that content up for dynamic ad insertion for a small amount of time to get money and then stop and the ads won't be there. Whereas a baked in ad is part of the content. It'll always be there forever and ever. It'll always be in there. And I think that you're right. I mean, that really is what gets it happening because of the, how do you say it? The, um, there's a term for this, you know, when you're, uh, when you see something over and over and over again, exposure to the exposure mm-hmm. of these ads. If somebody's binge listening right. to, you know, something that has been out for a while and they just start to listen and it's baked in ads and they had, you know, maybe they made a deal with a specific advertiser for a year and they're no longer advertising. They've been podcasting now for five years, but one of those years, it was this one, you know, advertiser. They'll still have that exposure. They'll still have those working. So I I see the power Mm -hmm. around that. It's like, uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. I get it. Which is so why this I is think what market works. ingenuity is all about. They're all about dynamic ad insertion. Sarah mm-hmm. Van Mosel is very passionate about it. But anything else that you feel was like really like, ooh. Oh, I think this wow. next part is interesting and okay. then I'm done. This is one more slide. This is the whole thing. I really just read you the whole thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> the last thing I found interesting is what kind of campaigns are advertising. So – In the last year, 73% were what's called a direct response ad. A direct response ad is use this coupon code to get a month free or check out this link to, you know, which is, you know, freshbooks.com forward slash whatever to sign up for a a trial or whatever. Direct response is anything that the host can tell the person to do right then to make the sale. That's direct response. So – 73% are direct response, and that's all the things you hear. The reason Cast for Mattress does well is because you don't have to go to Sears. It's direct response. Okay, um, 25% of the ads last year were brand awareness, which would be like a Sears ad or soup, you know, Campbell's Soup is Good Food. That's like a brand awareness ad. It's not giving you a direct, like, call to action. It's just so that you remember the brand. 2% 2% was branded content, which is up from zero the year before. So this last year, branded content made its revenue de- generating debut. What is branded content? It would be as if Elsie and I did an entire episode paid for and about uh, like podcast movement. So if Elsie and I 
were paid like $500 to do a whole episode about PM. And we either interviewed Jared and Dan or we did it from PM or just whatever. Um, that's branded content. And so on a larger scale, I found out at the Rain Summit that there were a couple of those that were going on last year. For example, Totino's Pizza Rolls paid to do one on My Brother, My Brother and Me. And I think the whole episode was like Totino's roll, like stuff you can do with them. Like one of them was like Totino's Pizza Roll football across the table. Like the whole, it was ridiculous nonsense, but they consider it their most successful digital campaign of last year was their branded podcast episode on their show. So kind of interesting. And then a small percent, which I think says zero, is product placement. So I guess they, ha I mean, in both cases, like on both charts, it says zero percent. So it's like, well, why bother? I guess that means that these guys are about to start doing product placement, which would be as if Elsie and I somehow casually entered into the conversation what kind of mics we had, but without saying like, did you guys ever see the Truman Show? Did you ever see the tr the movie The Truman Show, Elsie? I think so, but it, it's been With a while. Jim Carrey? Yeah, it's been a while. So it's this movie It's this movie where everyone knows it's a movie but the star, Truman. Yes, yes. I do remember that part. Yeah. And so I remember like when he was having an argument with Laura Linney, his wife, and she was like, you know what would really help that headache? And she looks right into the camera and she goes, Ovaltine. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> that's kind of yeah, like, like product placement. That's like product. I mean, most people know what product placement is because, like, Seinfeld was always like sipping on Snapple or clearly Canadian. That's product placement. I think that's going to be kind of hairy because when you do product placement via audio, how do you know if the host is being paid or if it's actually an ad? So, like, every well, time your ice cubes tinkle in your glass when you're taking a drink, it could be from Diet Coke. Yeah, like if I if I every time I put the glass down, I was like, man, I love Diet Coke. That's product placement. But then all they have to do is hear the ice tinkling, and they go, "Look, Jess is having a Diet Coke. It's all it's automatic placed in there." Yeah, kind of. Or if every week I start talking about like you know how great my skin looks because I've been using Rodan and Fields or something, which I don't use by the way. That's not product placement because I actually it does nothing for me. But you know, like something like that. If you, if Elsie, you and I start talking about like our makeup tips at the beginning, that would be product placement. Yeah, that would. If we yeah, did like I, a makeup tip segment. Totally. So that's it for the survey and the study ad information. I just thought it was interesting. And I mean, it kind of gives you a little bit of an insight as to what is happening in the industry. And actually, all those things are pretty, except for the dynamic stuff, which like I said, I really, no one has asked me for that as of yet. Everything else is pretty accurate for me. I mostly do baked in. Well, I very sense. rarely do any of the other stuff. It makes yeah. sense to do something like that. I could understand, yeah. you know, and plus, if you wanted to do dynamic ad insertion, then you'd have to have the technology to do that. You don't really have to have the technology to do that if you're doing baked well, in. But I have the ability. Are... I use Cast. I can use Cast Plus for that. So right. I do have the yeah. technology. Totally or Libsyn. But what I'm saying is that there needs to be the ability to do that. Like if you are like for most of the podcasters that we are speaking to right now may just start to be doing maybe some sponsorship themselves. Maybe they haven't even gone to like a broker of sorts or an agent or anything or anything like that. And they're maybe getting approached by their people. A podcaster can eat not easily, but in a simple way, negotiate a sponsorship 
thing for themselves. They, you know, they could do it. Right. Like you could do that. And you could say, hey, I'll mention you in the next four episodes or whatever. And you could really run it yourself. But if a, a sponsor is not going to come to you and go, hey, could you uh, dynamically add <laughs> my episode, you know, my, my, my commercial to your thing, like the podcaster is going to go, oh, I don't know if I can do that. Right. So that's True. why more baked ins are going on. But anyway, you send all of your questions about all kinds of sponsorship stuff to Jessica. The end. <laughs> <laughs> really, what she was trying to say is don't bring this up to me. I don't care. Uh, yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes. But I think the rest of the news here are all like pretty quick and. Interesting little thing. How come every time you have a new news article, it's written by Anna Washenko? Annie Washenko? What? Okay. So I don't even know who that don't is. Don't you all... You don't know who Anna Washenko is? No. You're always pulling articles written by her. I swear to God. Really? Well, I have no idea who she is. I just always. grab him. So here is... Really? This is from the... Yeah, I have no idea. But this was not... This first one was not written by Anna Washenko. I'm not even sure who she is. In all honesty, I haven't even looked at the people. I sometimes sadly don't even look at the people. So this is a title that caught my attention. People are actually showing up to watch Tawny Kornheiser record a podcast. So there's... there's Dude, there's a guy. Tony. Huh? Tony. Tony. Yeah. Tony Kornheiser. He's Italian. Tony. 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 Like Tony Katine. Okay, Tony, whatever. So anyway, he got he bought a restaurant with a partner and inside the and part of the deal inside of this restaurant is that he's got his podcast studio in it. And so he mm-hmm. can record he records his stuff in there. You would think it would be so noisy. Well, but it's part of the charm. But well, obviously you can see that there's like all ki- I'm sure that there have to have some kind of soundproofing going on in there, right? And then they'll have like when he's recording and not. But What's so cool is that people actually just show up to watch it. Like people come to the restaurant to sit there while he records a show. I love that idea. I would love to have that. How cool would it be to have like a cafe where we were recording She Podcast and I mean, we don't live in the same town, but imagine that we did and we lived in the same town and we had like the She Podcast Cafe and then people would come in like on Wednesdays at noon for lunch and they would have us in the background talking and like they could see us, but nobody could really interact. I mean, they could wave and stuff, but we would just be there. How cool would that be? How is that not noisy with like coffee you, are cups you still stuck with the noise? The let's just put, let's just say I'm a little stuck on it's it. all soundproofed. Do you not see the picture? It's all soundproofed. I they created, the picture, but I don't believe it can be that soundproof. Well, then we need to listen to his podcast. But the thing it's is, it's glass. There's soundproof glass. All right, let's get over the soundproof. But how cool right, would it be? It. How cool would it be though to just do that, and then people could come in and have a cup of coffee, or like you know, maybe it could be like oh. uh, something where like they could all sit there and drink, or have breakfast, or have lunch, or have brunch, or whatever. But it would be like a thing that people actually do. So when they come into our town, they would go, "Oh my god, we have to go watch Elsie and Jess." We would literally this be a guy was a long time radio host. It doesn't matter how long he was a radio host. All I'm saying is the oh idea. Oh my god, take is it easy. Super I'm just cool. saying it's cool. <laughs> Oh my gosh, relax. I love it. Testy for no reason. That would be I think it would be fun. If we lived in the same town, yes. So if we were gonna do a daily talk show like he does, I mean the, I mean, 
does it say whether or not it's like I'm not sure if it's daily breakfast there or dinner. No, it's daily. It it's is daily. daily. Okay. I don't know if he records it there daily, but it's a daily show. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. I just think that that's awesome. It's super cool. It's pretty I really cool. dig it. I know. It's pretty neat. I'm not arguing with you. All right. It is. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> So that was it. I'll Wait, put but, a link. In, I'll put a link in the show notes. I just thought it was awesome. Put a link in the show. Um. And so this he's other- got a lot of sponsors. Seat Geek, Blue Apron. That's interesting. That takes people away from his restaurant. That he would do Blue Apron. That doesn't not very well, smart. But it doesn't. Well, whatever. He's making money, so it doesn't matter. No, regardless, he's making money with people eating there and not people out there not eating there. So um, then the next piece of news here that we were to cover last week, sort of, it's like Omni Studio debuts video pre-roll ads for podcasts. So this is more like up your alley. But I'm wondering what your thought is. So Omni Studio said that basically um, they can do, if somebody's doing like a web, web listening from the website, right, there is going to be an option for video pre-roll ads for those people that are listening to the podcast on the website. It's a terrible idea. <laughs> it seems that they're excited. <laughs> I mean, I guess I don't know why they would, wouldn't, wouldn't say that. but um, It uh, says we're excited to add this monetization channel. Yeah, I'll bet you are. For podcasting to engage audiences when they're on a desktop or yeah. mobile website. Where around 30% of podcast where listening happens 30%. today. So... We're committed to finding new ways to help publishers monetize their content whilst ensuring – is this how she talks? <laughs> whilst ensuring they remain in control of how and when. Well? The Omni team has helped us – oh, has helped us take advantage of the high amount of traffic we see heading to our websites and podcasts day in, day out. And by integrating with our DoubleClick for Publishers system – We've been able to get started quickly and seamlessly to achieve exceptional results for our advertiser. I mean, is there no mention of the listener? No, how annoying it is? First of all, it kind of annoys me. And I mean, I'm an advertiser. I'm an advertising person and it kind of annoys me. You know, sometimes it's a little painful to straddle the fence. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you always got a a picket in your crotch. But, like, that's kind (laughs) of how I feel right now. Like, like... They're excited to start making money. The publishers are excited to start making money. The listener is only pissed off. And yeah. so, like, I'm and I'm thinking, like, what publishers are excited to do this? What's Macquarie Media? They have a lot of traffic seeing for their – what I want to know what podcasts are being done by Macquarie Media. Because I'm thinking, is it like Macmillan where they do, like, quick and dirty tips? Quick here to visit old Macquarie Radio Network website. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Is this in Sydney, Australia? What? Is this Australian? More Australian news? What is happening? <laughs> you with the Australian news, I swear. Well, um, there's lots of Australian things happening all the time. But uh, I mean, that's so true, but we don't live there. No, there's a don't. lot of African things happening, too. <laughs> 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 Who cares? There's a whole other world other than the United States. There's like many other worlds. There's some stuff happening in China, I bet, right now as we speak. (laughs) What's your point? (laughs) Uh. Oh, my God. (laughs) Macquarie Media. It's sort of like if it's not happening in the United States, 
It doesn't really have any bearing on oh. anything. No, just kidding. There is like 20. Hold on. <laughs> there are, oh my gosh, like a hundred podcast, different podcasts done by them, all with the same branding. Healthy Lifestyle Podcast, Living Fresh, Sunday Gardening, Your Money, Your Life, Staying Well, Talking Travel, George and Paul. They're all, it's like all smiling white people on like, it's on- very weird. Health, there's a healthy lifestyle one and a healthy living one. It's very weird. But yeah, uh-huh. I mean, they do, I, I can't imagine that they are cleaning up with this idea. I cannot <laughs> imagine. Well, who of. knows? Well, we're gonna we'll, we'll wait from the Australia for the Australian news to let us know how they're how it's going. Talkinglifestyle dot com dot au. <laughs> and then let's see what happens when I hit play. It's a SoundCloud on Talking Lifestyle. <laughs> Hello, good day, mate. Yeah, I don't see how it's working out well for them so well. far. But <clears throat> we will find out in about a year in about a year from now how that worked out. I mean, it's branded very well with all the oh, orange. But they're so generic. Peachy, happy faces. And well, Wine it looks, you know, dime, what it looks life like in times. No, but you know what it looks like? It looks like the home like what is not the home shopping network, but what is the that? What is the yeah, HGTV? A home it looks garden. just like yeah, HGTV. HGTV. Yeah. Totally yeah. like HGTV. It looks exactly like HD3 for your ears. For your ears. Yeah. All white people. Yes. All. And sunshine and looking at you, straight at you. Mm hmm. Happiness. Everyone. All the faces say, join me. That's right. Join me. Well, if they have so many shows. I thought that was weird. Okay. Well, all right. It's a little weird. But we will skip it now and go back. But to- interesting. But interesting. Like the article is interesting. interesting. I think it's a terrible idea. All right. Now we have. Okay. Moving on to some political news. <laughs> this is so interesting. This is from the Hill. Uh, I saw. I just that- have to say though. What? You were you in Washington this week? That's two Washington news. No, I just. See, this is my why feet. I think somehow we're psychically connected because. I'm- all week long, I've been looking for podcasts that have a Washington audience or Washington theme because I have an advertiser that has a local Washington and Baltimore business and they want podcasts in this business. And so I've been thinking about it a lot. And then we get together to record our show and every article is from the Washingtonian Times or the Hill.com. And I'm like, what's happening? Well, this one it's is. Like you get into my brain, but you don't even know why. Okay, go no, ahead. Yes. It just comes, it comes around. It comes along. And you know what's really yeah. annoying? Whenever I have ads in my face. Because now I can't even read because I have an ad playing in my face. How do you make the I ads go that. away? Oh, my gosh. Exit out. I can't, I can I see can't, it. There's no X. Oh, my God. The X is so not there. All right. So, anyway, this has Preet Bharara to start <laughs> podcast Report. That was Jessica's pet peeves right there. Yeah, that was. It's so annoying. So, for quote, former U.S. attorney from the Southern District of New York, Preet Bharara, is joining his younger brother's media firm and starting a podcast, the New York Times reported Sunday. Bharara, who was fired by President Trump earlier this year, will host a podcast called Stay Tuned with Preet to examine justice issues and legal cases, according to the Times. 
The title references a phrase Barrara often uses during press conferences. Stay tuned with Preet. He says that? I didn't know that, but hey. Um, so anyway, wow. I just thought that this was really interesting. You know, this is one of the only... Um, no, well, not the only time. stay tuned. Well, s- still. But what I'm saying is... Do you think that he's in a press conference and he says, stay tuned with Preet? Wouldn't I don't know if he says that. That's what, the, that's what the article said. I do not know. I have never seen him do a It proper... references a phrase he uses. Not the whole... Not the whole... Elsie. <laughs> I'm sure you just Could says, you imagine Stay that we'll he's like all serious and being no. all 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 attorney general and stuff, and then he goes, "Stay tuned with Preet." <laughs> yeah, that would make no <laughs> sense. It would make as much sense as if we ended every show with Jessica says goodbye to Elsie. <laughs> <laughs> like it makes no sense whatsoever. But anyway, but that's the cool. Okay, so here's the cool thing. <laughs> Think about this. All of that stuff that went down with him and being fired so publicly and all the stuff that's happening politically and all those conversations and, oh, my God, and, you know, the ability to, like, get the truth out there. And when – I mean, this is, like, one of the first times in history, I think, where somebody – Sort of like in this type of a position, which is like a- attorney general type thing, not talking. Yeah, it's a big deal. Not Very talking about like, you know, like ex-presidents and um, or, or even NFL, you know, when I know this is so random, but NFL players or professional athletes that sometimes are playing and then all of a sudden they they are they become commentators like that happens. But usually like ex-attorney generals don't really. <laughs> I don't know. You don't just see them on TV all of a sudden doing stuff. At least not that I can remember in this way. And well, actually, and if it is, it's more in the mainstream media where they're asked to maybe host a news program or pilot a new panel program of some kind, commentary. This is actually his, it's, it would be his show. I believe that this is one of the first yeah. times this has ever happened. And I think that that's kind of cool. So It is cool. So, yeah, that is good. It's awesome. And our last little bit of news is kind of sad. It's kind of a sad thing. Clamor is dead. Oh, oh Clamor. Oh. And I did. I, I had a, a brief. I'm sad. I had a very brief torrid love affair with Clamor. It was. Very brief. I, I was very. Yeah, but I was very torrid. I mean, I was really into it. I really loved mm-hmm. it. I could not stop talking about it. it. I could not. I thought it was I so know. awesome. I really loved the... But then you didn't do it. But then I didn't do it because it didn't work with the workflow. Like I felt it was too... There no. was too much friction for lots really of things didn't. that were happening. I mean, I had such... And then when I did have time, I put in so much time and effort and the results were very low. And so mm. I decided to sort of not... Because there were other things to worry about and to do. So I dropped it. But remember, we did a whole a whole thing with Clamor for She Podcast. We did a whole webinar. I remember. With Parvis. And he was so sweet. And remember people. Podcast I know, Movement I love how many Parviz. years ago? So what are they going to do? You know, yeah, the problem is they could never point. figure out a good way to monetize it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, because it, it's hard. It's sort of like the same problem that the people at, that maybe Wave is going to encounter too, WA. VVE, because I don't think that they understand the amount of work that most podcasters have to do to just get the podcast out. 
And most of us do not have the extra income to either pay for a service extra that we don't even know how it's going to, what the ROI is going to be for that. And the other thing is that we also don't have, if we don't have the time, we don't have the funds to hire out somebody who's going to be doing this for us. It's exact. It's mm-hmm. almost the same thing. And then if we did be like, let's say, investing an hour or two a week to create these little clamors and put them out there and promote them, and because you still have to do all the rest of the stuff too, it just putting it out there is not just a thing. Then mm-hmm. what's the result? Like, is that really getting more people to listen to your podcast? So, not really. Yeah, there, I mean, only a, if no yeah. one's listening to it. Don't you think that the audiograms that you could now do on a phonic was basically the knife that, you know, the final nail in, in Clamor's Coffin? Because now you can do so much with it. You can put your own picture there. You can make it 45 seconds if you want. You can make it a minute. It, it's so versatile where Clamor was 24 seconds. Yep. Whether you needed 25 or 26, that was it. That was the biggest frustration in using Clamor because I used it a lot because I used to love to take other podcasts and – and and promote other podcasts that I listened to if they said something funny. The thing was that it was I'm always in there trying to edit with my big giant South Jersey thumbs and going through all that and it was very frustrating and then you only had twenty four seconds and you know, now you can do it, you know, over at a phonic and it's so much better and easier. Yep. I agree. I think that they saw that and they were like, Oh my gosh, that's crazy. And, you know, they saw competitors coming up and people still yeah, it, it was just too much of a road to scale there. I, yeah. I agree. So I'm sorry, guys. What's going really, to happen to him now? I don't know them, I think. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I don't know what happens when that happens. Is there like a, now we're going to pivot and do something else? And so who knows? I'm not sure. Oh, well. How did we, you find this out? Because I didn't get an email, I don't think. I just saw it on Facebook right when we were setting up. Oh. Right when it. we were setting up. So we got to pour one out for for Clamor. Rest in peace, Clamor. Yes. Oh, yes. Cheers. You did good, man. You did good. Cheers. We loved you. Sorry, I just punched the mic. That was an accident. That's all right. You were in mourning. Um, I was. I'm yeah. just angry and upset for him. I know. It sucks. It sucks. <laughs> uh, all right. So shall we move on to Weird and Wild Show of the Week? Could we? Weird and wild, weird and wild, weird and wild show of the week. So my favorite, favorite thing this time is this podcast, dude. Have you seen this? I was so excited. I'm going to have to, I have not had a chance to listen, but LeVar Burton has a podcast for the Reading Rainbow Generation. Thank God. Yes, I did see this. I am so excited. So basically, he is reading, LeVar Burton is reading short stories to adults. Like, so this isn't for kids thing, guys. He is reading great fiction, short stories, essentially, to us, to us grownups. I don't even know why I'm so excited about this, but I am totally excited. About I didn't this. realize he was reading Rainbow. What? You gotta be joking. From Jessica. When we were kids? Yes. I swear to God, I did not know he was the same guy. <gasps> get out of town dude oh my god so i we know take a look <clears throat> it's in a book that one yeah reading rainbow. reading rainbow yeah 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 totally holy shit that's him yeah i know and he's reading us books now grown-ups 
Heather Ordover reads us books, too. And her voice is like butter. Well, of course she does. But what I'm saying is there's something magical about the fact that LeVar Burton. About the reading rainbow guy? Yes, reading you a book. You, not like your kids, but you. I don't know. So anyway. You know, I'm not going to lie. There's many times I'm reading Isaac a book and I think this would make a great podcast because I am so good at this. (laughs) I say that all the time as well. I have to say. I do that. I do all the voices. I'm hilarious. Maybe we should do another podcast where we're just reading. But I think there's got to be some copyright action. There are. I'm sure he gets permission. I'm sure he gets permission for, you know, for for a lot of What's LeVar going to read us first? Is it already live? What has he started to read us? Well, yeah, I think it is already live. Can he? uh, First of all, I did see LeVar Burton reads. And I am. You know what? I'm so glad for the sake of this conversation that I didn't say to Scott, look, LeVar Burton's going to read us books for a podcast because he would have given me visually the same thing you just did audibly, which was, what the F are you talking about? Of course, that's reading Rainbow, you dipshit. <laughs> I truly did not realize it. Reading Rainbow, dude. Reading Rainbow. But let's How move on because there's a, actually I have a lot of other things that I want to talk about in this one thing. All right. Okay. So we've got now this one. This other title here is, you know, Mogul, The Life and Death of Chris Lightly is fascinating. Is a fascinating new podcast about mental health in the music industry. So this is very interesting. I just when I read that, I was like, wow, this is kind of cool. So they're kind of diving into the life of Chris Lightly. This actually, oh my gosh, Nick Qua wrote this. I didn't even know. So Nick Qua is writing for Vulture now. Who knew it was Nick Qua? I was like, this I guy really he, listened to it. Yeah. So it's a really in-depth review of this new podcast. Well, now you know why it's so in-depth. Exactly. So when I read it, I was like, oh, this <laughs> seems really interesting. The only comment that he made was that Chris Lightly wasn't in the podcast because there is no proper audio. Well, he's dead. Right. Exactly. But what I'm saying is there really wasn't tape of him that could be used in the story to tell the story. So I'm sure there was tape of him, but it wasn't like adding to the story in some way. So it's really cool because it's looking at so many different perspectives around the music industry as a music executive at the type of, 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 um, of people that he was working with, the hip hop industry, the rich history of what that was like, the players behind the scenes, and also the layers of mental health and what that did to sort of inform the entire story. So I just thought that it was really kind of a neat concept. Did Missing Richard Simmons have audio of Richard Simmons in it? It might have, but again, in the background telling of the story type of thing, sort of like you hear the audio of maybe something he did, like an interview he did, or maybe like one of his... Like an aerobics class or something? Yeah, an aerobics class. So I don't think that he really was in, in it either. But I just thought like, that's really interesting. And from the perspective of the hip hop, storyline itself like going back in the history the players what was going down all at that time i think that's Hmm. very a very unique perspective and i can understand why chris lightly's voice sort of needed to be part of the thing in a way to make it richer but i just think it's great i think his name is chris lighty i'm sorry what i think his name is chris lighty not lightly 
I'm sorry. I did not mean to say lightly. I meant to say lighty. I just, I kept miss. I miss, just wanted to make sure so that Thank you. It's sort angry. of like when I'm saying the wrong word most of the time. <laughs> sort of like that. Sort of like when I just mispronounce things <laughs> all the time or just say the wrong word like altogether. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I just thought that that was. So there's really only six episodes. There's not going to be any more than six episodes. I do not believe so, but that's the end. So that would actually really benefit from doing dynamic ad insertion advertisement. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's interesting that they've only made six and now it's over the end. Well, that's, I think that that's enough if, if that's what you're it's doing. Like a, it's like the TV movie of podcasts. It could be. Right? But, you know, yeah. Yeah. But still, it's sort of like a okay. mini-series. It's I like a mini-series. But that's what it is. It's a mini-series. It's over. It's done. Yeah. Bye-bye. The okay. next um, podcast here is actually, this is another one that's a really interesting take. And I don't think it's going to be an ongoing thing at all. In fact, it's I don't know how many days it's going to be or how many episodes it's going to be. But Lance Armstrong plans on launching a new daily podcast for the next month's tour, De France. So obviously there's going to be maybe, I don't know how long actually the Tour de France is is for. And I don't know how many days. But I can't wait to not hear this podcast. Well, I know. I totally understand. (laughs) I've got to, I totally, the only reason that I'm actually bringing this up is because I thought what a cool concept as an idea, meaning here is somebody that's going to be covering an event and doing live podcasting. Well, not live podcasting, but you know what I mean? Daily podcasting almost immediately after the fact, if you will, on the floor or on, on the scene. Three weeks, it says. And putting this stuff out there. So, And I'm assuming that it, there's going to be an end to that. So I'm digging the idea around these specific event podcasts with somebody that is on the scene covering and your whole thing is to just put out the latest and the greatest information out there as soon as it happens, as soon as it happens to be able to do that. And then to have like a daily podcast reporting on that. I think that that's really, really a great use of the medium. And especially from an insider's perspective, a different type of point of view. Like I would love to see things like this come from like things like the world cup or even the Olympics, yeah. Or somebody that's covering like the just the gymnastics at the Olympics to not get the the same coverage that the regular media does, but they maybe have an insider. I think that that's a brilliant idea for covering all that stuff from the back end. Fantastic stuff. So anyway, that that's it. So you guys run with it, all of you guys who want a new idea for doing a podcast. If you have insider information about anything or have access to you know cover the floor, I think it would be awesome. You should. Yeah, and yeah. people have been doing this for conferences, especially when Macworld was going on. People would do that a lot. The Mac mm-hmm. podcasters would essentially, during the day, they would do the floor, right? They would walk on the Macworld floor. They would do, you know, whatever they were doing at the conference. And then they would come back at the end of the day and do their podcast and publish the podcast, that same day so that it was keeping all of the rest of the people informed about what went down. If I wasn't doing so much at podcast movement, I would totally would love to do that. Like it would be really, I think that it would be so cool for you and I to sort of, we are going to do it though. I know, but we're doing it as a show there, which is fine. But what I'm saying is like, how cool would it be for us at the end to sit down and do like a 30 minute recap of what went down? 
and then publish it. That, that is same day. what we're doing. No, oh, every day. Yeah, totally. What that I know that that's what we're doing. I know that that's what we're doing. What I'm saying is, it would be cool to do it as a podcast every day. Like instead of going out every day. Yeah, I get it. We I go it. inside of our room and record and put it out. Anyway. Okay, so this is the last one. This is the last podcast, and I think that this one might have maybe, Jess, I'd love your opinion on this stuff. So this is the title. This is from Adweek. Microsoft and Gimlet Creative are launching a branded podcast about technology and humanity. Dot Future says that it starts next week. I'm not quite sure. Let's see. When was this published? It's probably, when you hear this, it's probably going to be on. Live. Mm -hmm. It's going to be live. So it's interesting that now Microsoft, I mean, it's Microsoft, dude. Microsoft stepped into the yeah. game. So, yeah, it seems like the, 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 the whole premise around these podcasts are how people struggle with trying to harness technology that already exists while also trying to shape the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and that Microsoft has been increasingly interested in exploring the storytelling side of tech. Hmm. So... This is like branded content we were talking about. Exactly. But wasn't there another one? I mean, there's tons of branded content out there that isn't so brandy. Well, yeah, but I think that the reason I'm talking about this here is because it's Microsoft. That's a huge brand. I mean, that's a bigger brand than I've heard. I mean, than GE, I guess, was pretty yeah. big. GE did a, did branded pot contest, and that was a pretty big thing. But I, there's just something very interesting about this. Well, so... I mean, I like that they're using a reporter, a science and tech reporter, Christina Quinn. I think that's interesting. And the episodes are going to be about trying to harness technology that already exists while working to shape the future. Yeah. What does that mean, trying to harness the technology that already exists? I imagine like my mother-in-law trying to share a photo from her iPhone. when. Yeah. I I mean, you know, I think that that's sort of what the conversation is because there's a lot of misfires in the world of technology in a lot of different ways where mm-hmm. most people are, I mean, I don't know what, what the percentage is, but like there's people that are like, of course, yeah, I'll just send you a text or I'll send you an email or let's, you know, DM each other, you know, whatever. And that is lingo that we all know and it's easy. And then there's the times when that doesn't happen where mm-hmm. just getting somebody to use something that is really easy to use is not so easy. Well, so at the bottom of this article, it says, like other branded podcasts, the episodes at time feature products. However, the series is by no means meant to be an ad for Microsoft. And while Microsoft is involved with pitching story ideas, Gimlet maintains control of the storytelling because it's about compelling characters at the center of them. Hmm. That's the last line. So, like, I guess what I'm kind of wondering is, how is this different? So, like, there's a show I watch, Orphan Black. Do you watch that? I don't yes, remember. of course. Dude, we had, like, a whole podcast on this almost. I was obsessed about, last summer. Okay, right. About Orphan Black. Yeah. That's right. Well, because I – have you also been watching Outlander, too? No, I don't watch Outlander. I don't have TV. Okay. that For some reason in my head, they got confused. Outlander uh, and, and Orphan, Orphan Black. Black. Okay. okay. Yeah, because we have an Orphan Black podcaster in our group. And we also have an Outlander. That's Ginger. We have yes. an Outlander podcaster in our group, too. And somehow they got jumbled in my head. Okay, so you know Orphan Black. So when you watch Orphan Black, even though you haven't been this season yet, because, you know, every time that it goes to a break, 
it says Orphan Black brought to you by Subaru, and then it shows a Subaru. And I don't know that there's cars being used in Orphan Black that are Subarus because I haven't noticed, nor am I paying attention. Mm. But I kind of wonder, is it like that? Like, yeah, okay, sometimes it's they're meant to feature products, but not an ad. The stories are, you know, they're collaborating, but really Gimlet is the one doing all the storytelling. So what that describes to me is either A, a strained relationship writer's room where they're all sitting around and the Microsoft guy is like, oh, I know, I know. Why don't they, like, pick up the phone on their, like, new Vista 2000? And then all the Gimlet guys are like, yeah, right. That's a great idea. Yeah, I don't know. know. We'll see. This is what I, I mean. There are many, many different ways to address this technology, and the and and the stories around this look seem very interesting. That said, I wonder how they will handle whenever there is a discussion about technology and Apple, because mm-hmm. Apple has been a huge industry and influencer in tech. I mean, a lot of what is currently in quotes, normal in behavior was essentially first put forward by Apple. Mm-hmm. You know, like especially with the impact of smartphone and the smartphone apps, you know, or smart or, or actually just a smartphone itself. And the other would be the portable MP3 recorder, not recorder, but where you could listen to like the iPod type thing, right? Because those things existed obviously before, but the real catapult to all of the sort of normalization of smartphones has been Apple, even though they are the lowest share of the market in terms of the smartphone space, which is kind of weird. So everybody needs to listen. I think it's called, I don't even know exactly what it's called. I think it's called Dot Future. Yes, Dot Future. Yeah, dot future. So you guys check it out. It seems like this is going to be a really good, might be a really good one. Yeah, totally. Definitely. I do believe that we are kind of having some slight technical difficulties and we sort of want to like nip it in the bud and maybe call it a day. Yo, what do you think, Jess? Maybe we should do that as a pet peeve. Tech problems. (laughs) I'm tired of it. I'm over it. Let's, yeah, we got to wrap it up. Make it stop. No. Uh, before we do, though, I just want to remind everyone to get your podcast movement tickets by using um, ShePodcast.com. No, I'm sorry. By using by using the ShePodcast coupon code on PodcastMovement.com to get 15% off your ticket, which is the most you can get. So if you haven't gotten your ticket yet, please enjoy your discount. And then also go to ShePodcast.com forward slash PM. 17 to get a ticket to our event so you can come see us do our recap our special recap roast and um i forget the other r but it's gonna be really fun and funny and i can't wait to do it yay and i think that's it right do you have anything else elsa i think that's it it's see you can't even say it (laughs) i said it right you have to like kind of smile when you say it All right. So thank you guys. Send us some feedback if you have any. And if you still have, if you have a PM session, podcast movement session, and you want us to promote it, please send it over. Feedback at ShePodcast.com. We cannot wait to see you guys coming up very soon. And hopefully I will be in a better mood next week. (laughs) Love you. Mean it.
Yeah, <laughs> yeah,